What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I hope you're having yourselves a wonderful week. It is the last day or second to last day of the month of August. But don't worry, September is still summer, damn it. You know how I feel about this. The season goes till September 21st. People are always trying to cut it off early, cutting summer down at its knees because they're jealous. They know summer gets all the attention. Summer is the fun time of year. Summer is when we go outside more and we socialize more and we feel the pressure to do those things, right? Because you tell yourself, especially if you live in the Midwest, Northeast, Northwest, wherever it's cold, you're like, fuck, how many more days do I have before I'm freezing my body off? Huh? Before it's just hard nips and, and shriveled balls all season long and my back hurts from shoveling snow and we're angry all the time because it's so fucking cold. We can barely feel our fingers. How many more days till that comes? But we don't want to think about that. So we try to just chill out and relax in the summer. But then there are those people who like winter. There are people who thrive in winter and they want to they want to hurt us, us summer folks. And look at me, damn it. I don't, I don't tan. Summer is an issue for me a lot of times. I got to find shade. But I still love this time of year because I like the sunshine, even though it hurts my skin. And I like that there's more activities to do and there's more of a need to be out in the open. Or in the winter, it's just cold. Everyone thinks fall is great. Look, fall is fine. But fall is like two and a half weeks in the city of Chicago. So I've never been a big fall person. And then it goes right into winter. To be honest with you, I like November and December because you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, it's festive. January and February, though, those two months. If, if my wife wasn't born in January and my oldest son wasn't born in February, those two months could straight up get fucked. I hate those months. All right. Um, enough about the seasons. I hope, but I'm just saying like soak it in because I, I want you, the listener to, to enjoy these last few weeks of summer. And I hope you're having yourselves a great week. I hope you're killing it. I hope uh, dreams are coming true all around you. And if those dreams aren't coming true, take yourself a time out, sit back and think, what do I got to do? What needs to change? Because I was, I went through a rough couple months not that long ago, and now I think I'm coming out of pretty good. I think uh, I feel like at least forward progress is happening. I'm moving the ball, you know. I'm a running back, and I'm finding holes. And, I'm, and someone's trying to tackle me. I'm moving those hips. I'm not getting tackled. I'm moving the hips left and right. You're gonna have to watch this on YouTube to see me moving the hips a little bit. I'm not standing or anything like that. Just throwing out, throwing that out there. All right. As always, I like to thank you, the listeners. So big, uh, big piece of gratitude headed your way. To everyone who subscribes to the YouTube, the TikTok, the Instagram, uh, Twitter X, whatever it's called now, Threads, I'm on Threads, Facebook, I'm on Snapchat, but I don't Snapchat. Um, on occasion, I do, I think. You could try messaging me there, I suppose. But uh, all that stuff, I want to thank you. Uh, I love you, and I th appreciate your support, especially you, the Patreon subscriber. Just dropped a bonus episode, a Patreon bonus episode yesterday, in which I review my experience at the Guns and of the Guns and Roses concert at beautiful and historic Wrigley Field here in the city of Chicago. So check that out. I talk about that among some other cool stuff. All right, um, here's something I wanted to get into right off the gate. It is weird in life uh, as you age how your perspective can change on things and how um, there are times where life is just so incredibly short and we're reminded, boy, are we reminded of how short life could be. And that's why I tell people, seize your summer, take advantage while you can. Because uh, sadly, if you look at a time differently, instead of thinking like, oh, summer comes around every year, you might think to yourself, well, if I only live to 70, I only get 70 summers. And the first few I don't remember. And the last few are going to be rough. And, you know, so yeah. Get into that bikini now. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, then there are times in life 
where you go, I can't believe life is so long where it comes full circle in a weird way or something happens where you're just like, what? Here's something that popped in my head the other day and uh, a little cockiness on my end, perhaps. But uh, Britney Spears has been in the news. She's going through a divorce. Britney Spears has been in the news a lot over the last three years or so. She's been in the news a lot her whole adult life, basically, even before then when she was a teen. But I mean, crazy stuff. Not known for the music. She was in that conservatorship where we had the free Britney movement, where we're like, Britney Spears seems to be trapped. She doesn't have control of her own decisions. She can't do what she wants to do. She has to stay in this house. People are controlling her life and saying yes or no to every decision. And it's kind of a sad, messed up thing, this situation she's in. So people were rallying. They're like, let's free Britney. Okay, we need you back, Britney bitch. And you could call Britney bitch because it's from a song. And people were like, all right, well, what do we got to do? And then they figured it out. And I don't know who stepped in or she got the right lawyers. And now she's free. Since she's been free, people are starting to question maybe that conservatorship or conservatorship or whatever it's called was a good thing for her. Maybe she needed that because she's been doing some stuff publicly on social media that's just making people scratch their head a little bit. Like, what's going on, Britt? What you doing there, sweetheart? Um, so I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, the, the behavior itself makes you think something, not everybody's home upstairs, maybe, um, or maybe I'm being a little judgy, but like all I've seen of evidence of her doing bad stuff is just like videos of her on a stripper pole. She's not naked, but like, I know a lot of women who do pole dancing as for like empowerment. My friend, Caitlin is a pole dancing teacher and yoga teacher, downtown Chicago, uh, South loop. If you're ever in the Chicago area and you're looking for a pole dancing class, it's called fly club, Chicago. So yeah, good for her and all that. Um, so that doesn't really alarm me. I'm like, oh, she's making weird, awkward TikToks where she seems a little deranged in the videos. Sure, but again, there's so much more to worry about in the world. It doesn't really bother me. I'm bringing up Britney Spears now, though, because I was a massive Britney Spears fan um, entering puberty. And I kind of came around puberty at the right time. There was a lot to like um, from... Uh, 12 year old boy's perspective or however old you are when you hit puberty. I don't even know the ages, uh, but I remember I had Topanga from Boy Meets World. I had Britney Spears. Of course, there was a whole new wave of like pop princesses. They called them. Those were coming through. Uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, and uh, Gwen Stefani, although she was alternative at the time. That's right. You kids listening. Gwen Stefani was like alternative ska punk rock kind of woman for a while. And now she's like pop music, hip hop country. I don't know. She's all the genres. Anyone she could sell a CD to, I suppose, or they don't really sell CDs anymore. You get what I'm saying. So um, I like Britney Spears so much. I didn't like, I didn't, I couldn't care about the music, quite frankly. I thought the music videos were great, but uh, you know, it was fine. Uh, I just had a big crush on her. I thought she was just smoking. She's a beautiful woman. And um, she's only four years, three or four years older than me. So she was probably like 17 when I was 13 and I was digging her. But I remember freshman year of high school, I got two Britney Spears stickers. Where did you get Britney Spears stickers, Joe? Well, there was a place called Mr. Submarine right next to my high school. And they had like those things. You put a couple quarters in one. You could get like mini football helmets. Another, you could get like those super balls that bounce like crazy. And then they had one that was Britney Spears stickers and another one next to those sync stickers for the ladies. So I get the Britney Spears stickers or for the fellows who like the sync, And then the Britney Spears stickers could be for lesbians too. We're in a new world, guys. Everyone's included. And I like it. So I get a couple of Britney Spears stickers. I put them up in my locker. 
thankfully no one cared because i remember a lot of people being like i don't think you're allowed to put stickers in the locker and all this shit's supposed to be taped up and i'm like whatever i got them i don't care but i remember every time i open my locker there's britney smiling at me looking all awesome looking real sweet this was britney before it was like the singing about threesomes and and stuff like that this was britney when she was just like you know i want to love you and I'm, I'm the lucky one and um oops i did it again i think oops i did it again was the start of britney being like i'm a slave for you and i want to have hot sweaty sex all the time she had like a lot of songs where where sweatiness was involved you know and i almost wanted to say if i ever meet britney spears i'm gonna tell her you could you could make love in like an air-conditioned room you know you, you i'm saying look getting a good sweat on wonderful but there was a lot of dripping a lot of dripping sweat in britney spears music videos and in some of the song lyrics to the point where I was like, why isn't she not having sex in like a nicely ventilated room with some good AC? Maybe throw a fan on, you know, you could have awesome, awesome sex without being drenched in sweat and just everyone being sticky. Well, you're going to be sticky, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt like there was just a lot of like, I can't. And, and there's other people in the room. There was always other people in those rooms in those music videos, right? She's implying that like, we're going to have, you know, sweaty, drippy sex. And then other people are going to be nearby fanning themselves off. And I'm like, where do you guys rent? And that's what I thought New York was as a kid, because it looked like New York. So I'm like, man, New York, there's just no air conditioning units anywhere. And you have sex. And then there are people in your hallway just looking at you after you get done having sex. And they're like, hey, let's get, get some sweat on me, too. Let's flick sweat on everybody. It was just and how that smell that, that can't be good. That can't be a good smelling area. You know, they were sweating before they made love. They're sweating even more. And then afterwards, you, know, you guys all know what happens afterwards with, with you know, you're going to change sheets. If you're doing sex right, you got to change the sheets. And then especially in that sweaty ass, that sweat box of a room that Brittany's banging in. I hope people don't listen to this podcast with coworkers or children nearby. That'd be a mistake on all of your ends. But anyway, I was a fan. I was a big fan of Brittany. And so um, I remember talking to my high school friends and everyone's like, if you could do with one celebrity, who could that's who that celebrity be and all that stuff. And, I, and I'm Britney Spears was mine before Britney Spears. Though, if I'm going a little bit further back, Pamela Anderson was my first love. And, uh, and Yasmin Bleeth, they're both from Baywatch. I watched the show Baywatch a lot from the, from grades like three through six or seventh even. And, um, the funny thing is Yasmin Bleeth, I had a poster of her on my wall. I had a poster of Pamela Anderson from the movie barbed wire on my wall as a kid. And then um, I had some Britney Spears stuff too. And Gwen Stefani made some appearances. And then, uh, and now I think about Britney Spears being my first, you know, crush and how, you know, in high school, they're like, if you could do it with anyone, would it be her? I'm like, yeah, she's my number one. Now I feel like I could. If I were single, of course, she's newly single. I honestly feel, and that's where I thought earlier, I mentioned like, maybe I'm gonna get a little cocky during this, but I honestly feel like she lives in LA. I go to LA sometimes. I used to live in LA. I perform in some LA clubs. If I get off stage at the Hollywood Laugh Factory and I'm walking down Sunset and I bump into Britney, I'd play it cool. Like if she's in the crowd, it's even easier because there's an in we could just talk. But if I feel like I could really, I, I think I could, guys, I almost feel like I need to talk to my wife and be like, look, if I had the opportunity, you know, and I'd give, if she, she you know, I know Leonardo DiCaprio for her, Brad Pitt, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio sleeps around a lot though. So I don't know. She catch something. Actually, I wouldn't let this happen. It'd be weird. But, I mean, you know, everyone's got like that hall pass thing, celebrity hall pass. I just like, it dawned on me. I remember being like, wow, a couple of my young crushes, Yasmin Bleeth, for sure I could now. I don't know if I'd want to, though. And Britney Spears. 
because of all that's going on in their lives with all the craziness, I feel like I could throw in some charm and be like, hey, I'm a stamp comedian. I'll make you laugh. And Brittany, I feel like right now needs a man who can make her laugh. She doesn't need any more backup dancers. I don't know what this latest guy did, but he looked like a backup dancer. No more dudes who look like backup dancers. Britney Spears needs a guy that's going to make her chuckle. She needs a Netflix and chill type of guy. She needs someone to watch reruns of sitcoms with. She needs someone who's going to watch Scrubs with her and Seinfeld reruns and How I Met Your Mother and New Girl. That's what she needs. Okay? no, Not going out, not trying to make a scene again back in, in that whole Hollywood, West Hollywood scene. And then, then that, and she, cause she needs the stability. She needs to be stable for a year or two with that. Not seeking attention, not doing anything like that. Lie low. Get the management out of your ears. I think her management's bad. New management, new PR, all that. Then, right, because she's only 41, and she's still in pretty good shape. So, And she looks beautiful. I don't know what her voice sounds like. Her voice never mattered, by the way. Britney Spears is a pop star. The voice, it's a plus if it's really great, but like her songs were written to suit her voice, and they did. So if I were her management, I'd say, all right, this way, find some stability. Get a nice guy to cuddle with. Then, in about a year or two, it's 2023, maybe halfway into 2025, spring of 2025, you start to make a little post here or there. Just a little post of where it's just like kind of you at, at a piano. You know, we'll get you piano lessons, but in two years, we could fake it so you look like you know how to play piano. Brittany, stop. Just let me finish, Brittany, before you start asking any more questions. Damn. All right, cool. So you're playing the piano, and you just kind of look at the camera, give it a wink. That's the clip. People are like, what is, what was that about? Is, is she trying to hint at new music? Hmm. Then there's another one where it just shows you driving. You pull up, park your car, you get out, and you're walking. You give another wink at the camera, and you're walking in, and it's clearly a studio. And people are like, oh, shit. Is Brittany back? No, Brittany's not there. Brittany back? Then we do another one where we get you like with some celebrity friends. You know, I don't know who you're friends with, but maybe just someone who's got enough of a name where the, we think the commercial's about them. But then they're saying, you guys here? She's coming back. Is she coming back? She's coming back. She's coming back. She's coming. I think she's coming back. She's coming. And then they're all kind of gossiping about you, right? And then you walk into the room, you're like, so what are you guys talking about? And then they all just kind of like smile to each other, like she's back. And then that's when we announce the tour. Okay. Cause the Britney Spears went back on tour. I don't know if she's still in that Vegas residency. And when touring around after a layoff, like where people forget about her a little bit, she's going to blow up again. Okay. I'm not talking, she's not going to do Taylor Swift numbers, obviously, but she's going to do some numbers because right now, again, she's 41, couple years, 43. All of the people are from, it's my age range that fell in love with Britney Spears at first. And nostalgia sells, baby. Nostalgia has been selling big time, big time right now. So that's why you see a lot of artists are making comeback tours and doing stuff like that because they know their original fan base who were teenagers who could barely afford a ticket to see them the first time around, but would buy all the merch and the backpacks and the lunch boxes and all that kind of stuff. They are now at the age where they're starting to have a little bit more disposable income and they're going to be like, we need a night out. So they're more selective with their nights out because they've got kids now. So they pick and choose and they're a little bit smarter with it. They are going to be like, I, we got to see Brittany. We got, come on. Right, they're talking to they're getting a group going. They're like, We got how are we not going to go see her? It's either going to be awesome and it's going to remind us of all this great, these great songs we forgot about, or it's going to be a complete train wreck and that'll be fun too. Let's go, right? And then, but you know, it's it's crazy to think that uh, I'm I feel like I could, I feel like if I asked Britney Spears on a date, if I met her in the right circumstances, she'd say yes. And I want to tell 14 year old me this so badly. I want to go back in a time machine and be like, buddy. The future is pretty good, okay, for a lot of reasons. You're happily married. You got two kids, blah, 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 blah. But 
Britney's life goes so south that you have a chance with her. And I know 14 year old be 14 year old me would be like, that's what we're fucking talking about, man. That's great. You know? And then I'd be like, or study a little harder too. Come on, man. It's homework. It's not that hard to do. Those are the two things I would tell 14 year old me. Also some uh, sports betting so we can become rich. Got to do a little bit of that, right? Little predictions. All right. Well, here's something that's going around in America. Our politicians are too old. I think we know this. Most of us know this. And, you know, you don't want to be ageist and all that shit, but we need to, I, I think we need a cap um, because you got Diane Feinstein in California. People are like, I don't know where the hell she is. Mitch McConnell again today, Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky today had another thing where he's doing a press conference and just mid sentence just stops talking and looks like someone who doesn't know where he is. He looks like someone who's just deport teleported back in time into this body. And he's just like, and doesn't talk and doesn't move. And people are like, are you okay, Senator? And he's just frozen. I don't know what's going on with him, but clear, I mean, he's 166 years old. He has sucked off the blood of the young for so long just to live this long. It's crazy to me. Okay. It's crazy. And yes, Biden is part of this. He is incredibly old too. Trump is very old. Okay. Trump just is the old man who talks good and shit. So people think he's younger than he is, but he is also not too far from knocking on heaven's door. If you know what I mean? And I say all this, but I don't want to be ageist in the same regard, right? I know because I've met old people or who are sharp and have it together. But I also question if you're 80 years old, why the fuck are you still serving in the United States Senate, Congress, or the presidency or want to be the president, right? Get it over. Like, forget it. And I don't know why Biden's running for a second term. I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would. And who knows? Maybe he still won't. Because to me, I thought to myself, it's like, dude, you've accomplished everything in American politics now. You were a senator, vice president, president. There's no need for you to run again. You should just tell America, hey, I wanted to take over the presidency. I wanted to run for president because I didn't like the last guy and I wanted to get us back on track. I feel like we're going in the right direction. Some things have turned around. But for the good of the country, I want to step aside, okay, because I truly and genuinely care about the future of the United States of America. And I feel it's best if we get some new blood in there right now, like that, that people would respect him more. That would be the best way to write his legacy. George Washington's legacy, besides being a kick-ass general was that he stopped being president after two terms. He basically set that tone where it's like two terms is enough. It wasn't even a law officially until 1952. Congress added an amendment saying the presidents cannot serve longer than eight years, two terms, or no, no longer than 10 years, but two terms because FDR was one, four terms. So when he ran for a third, people were like, well, it's World War II, different circumstances. Sure. He's kind of going against what Washington had set as precedent, but uh, he's, yeah, we like him. And he, yeah, he obviously he won four terms. So clearly he was doing, well. he died in office though. But that was what was amazing about Washington, because up until that point in human history, nobody had ever relinquished power voluntarily. Nobody. So the fact that after his second term, he was like, I'm good. That's what I don't understand about these people. And that's why so many politicians, regardless of party, Republican, Democrat, Green Party, Libertarian, Party, whatever you want, to, whatever stupid thing they have affiliated with their name, so many of them are sociopaths or some sort of mental disorder. Because like Mitch McConnell, I'm sure you have grandchildren. I'm sure you have better things with your time, but they don't want to relinquish the power. They love the power. They don't even use it to help anybody. It'd be one thing if one of them was out there going, I'm just doing so much good. I can't stop doing good, but they're not. So it's like, just stop. That's why I really think if you were going to go, you know, you know what though? 
I, I, I know at the beginning I said I didn't want to be ageist because I was trying to say I didn't really want to set an age limit, but now I do. If you can't run for senator till you're 30, president till you're 35, Congress is 25, you can't go over an age the other way then. It needs to go both ways. So let's say for the presidency to be at least 35, let's stop. You have to be done with your second term by 70. Is that fair? So that means you couldn't run at 68. I don't know. People really, maybe, maybe you could run for your second term before your 70th birthday, but you couldn't after you'd have to, I'd have to really do some more research, but that seems fair. A window between 35 and 70. So nobody over that, but really I want to say 35 to 65. Let's say 35 to 65. You have to run for your first term before you're 65. So you could be president up to the years. Like your last year of your presidency, you could be 71, 72. That I'm going to go with. 35 to 60. Or we could even bump it up to 30, 30 to 60. But who's voting for a 30-year-old anymore? Back in the day, 30 made sense because everyone started careers much younger. They got married younger, had children younger, all that kind of stuff. Now, some of the best, brightest people I know were complete fuck-ups until they were 35, 36. They didn't take their 20s seriously because why should you? You only get one uh, lap around, not one lap. Well, you get one go round is what I was going to say. I was going to say you get one lap around the Milky Way, but that's not how that works. But look, you get one life. So when I meet people out there who are like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy the shit out of my 20s because that's what it's for. I go, go for it. Good for you. There's like, there's no right or wrong. I know people who started having kids in their early 20s and they seem very happy too. So again, there's no right or wrong. But I think 30 be too, because if you met someone, who's running for president at 30, if we did lower it from 35 to 30 and their resume was just immaculate, you'd be like, there's something going on here. You want to be president too bad. Like you're desperate to be president. You know, it's like, nobody likes that kind of desperation. Uh, you're at a bar talking to someone. You want a little flirtation. You want a little, like, are you into this? If you, if you meet someone who just right away is all about it, you're, you question some things, you know? And I would question some things about someone who is, they're 30 and they go, I'm running for president on my 30th birthday. And here's what I've accomplished. And it's, it's impressive. I'd be like, yeah, but how many cats have you strangled that are lining up the, the hallways of your basement? Huh? You, you, you bury some dead animals in your backyard. What do you do? What's, what's underneath your mattress? What's in your browser history? That's what I'd immediately be like. We got, we got to do some research because this, the back of your baseball card looks too good. It's almost set up that way. And that's how people are sometimes, politicians in particular. You look at everything they've accomplished, you go, this person's amazing. And then you you find out years and years later that, yeah, they were secretly diddling kids and being horrible in that regard, right? So definitely don't want that. All right, so again, if you haven't seen it, check out the video of McConnell. It's it's almost like he's uh, he, he freezes, like literally. You know, if you're watching TV and all of a sudden it freezes and the character's in mid-movement, that's what his face looks like. He's just talking is like, and then we need to have it where the taxes get lower. And that's what it's like. It's crazy. Some of you driving, listening to this were probably like, what the fuck just happened to the audio? I had to pause. I was making fun of Mitch McConnell. I'm not trying to make fun of old people going through old people shit, but if you're going to be fucking representing the United States of America and having decisions that impact people's lives, get out of the way. Just get out of the way. There's too many people who work too long. I see it a lot. Where I'm just like, why do you still have a job? Can you retire? If you can't, if you can't retire and you need to work, I understand that. But um, again, you only get one life, everyone. You only get one, and, and you got you got to kind of you do have to think about that. You don't want to think about it too much; it'll paralyze you. But in some decisions, you got to just have that in the back of your head, where you're like, you know, 
I'm going to go for it. Or I don't need to do that. I'm going to rest. These old people, rest. You made it. You made it to your 70s. A lot of people don't do that. My father, unfortunately, died at 67. But he was smart. He retired as soon as he could and enjoyed the hell out of himself. Um, but yeah, I don't get the, you know, you're 78 and you got to serve on the U.S. House of Representatives or or Senate floor. Are you Really? Really? Like, my God, that's a mental illness on its own. Even if you weren't having these glitches, all these people, uh, just the fact that they still want to keep going is enough to make you go, hmm. relax. You've been a senator long enough. You're going to get a bridge named after you. There's your legacy. Go fucking spend some time with your grandkids. Go sneak them hard candy. Okay. God, get out of the way. I'm trying to evolve. Here's something I was thinking about myself. I was talking about some friends and, uh, I have never had a professional massage before. My a few of my friends were like, that's crazy. How can you, you've never had a professional massage? Like why do you not care about yourself? I do, but I just, I don't spend my extra money too often on myself. And maybe I should hear there when I get extra money, which I don't, I guess, you know what? I, I do spend extra money myself when I go to like a Cubs game or, um, concert here or there, I guess. But the last concert I went to was free. So, but I just, um, I've never had it. And I'm, I told some friends, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I feel a little uncomfortable and being guys that I was talking to, they immediately went for, think you're gonna get aroused. Huh? Think you're gonna pop a boner. And I told them, I'm like, no, I'm actually not all that concerned about that. I am not a 14 year old boy. I'm not going to get hard off of just someone touching. Although a good massage will get you there. What am I saying? But um, I'm more worried about two things, ticklish. And uh, what if I'm just so relaxed? I just let a fart rip. You know, what if I'm, what if I'm gassy and all, you're, all I'm wearing is a sheet? Is it a sheet or a towel? A towel or a sheet, either one. That's not a good enough protection from smell. If it's a sheet and I, I let one really, if I toot really strong, it's going to just blow up a little air. It's going to be like a little air goes under and the sheet blows up a little bit like, you know, like some wind gets it. And, uh, and that's going to be awkward for both parties, for both me and the, the monsieur. Is that what it's called for a, for a woman? A, a woman masseuse is a monsieur or is the man a monsieur? I don't know. He's French with their words. It's a nice language though, but I just feel like I'd be very, way too ticklish because I know they always say, all right, what areas would you like me to focus on the most? And then you might say like, Honestly, my calves have been killing me, but I know if you get too low into the ankle, I'm going to kick you in the back like I'm a horse and you're going to get knocked out, right? My, I'm going to back kick you right in the face. There's going to be blood. I'm going to pop your nose open. I don't want that. That sounds like this would be more expensive than whatever you're charging me for the hour. I'm not into that. And then it's like, all right, shoulders. Because then you know what you're, they're going to do? These massage people are always very judgy. They're going to get your shoulders. They're going to get two hands in there and then be like, oh, someone's very tense. Oh, someone's carrying a lot of tension. Oh, well, let's just work on that. And it's like, can you just work on it without fucking commenting about it? I feel like I wouldn't like that. I feel like I'd get a very little bit like, what are you judging me? Yeah, I'm a little tense right now. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm naked in front of a stranger with a towel covering my butt. That's all that's covering me right now. And, and you're, yeah. And your hands weren't, weren't all that warm. And you come at me and, and you're, you're kneading the dough, getting into my shoulder blade a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little tense. Do we have to talk about it? And then they go into your back and like, oh yeah, do you feel this tension right here? Do you feel that? Do I feel that? I walk around with it. I know where it is. Okay. Get the knots out. I just feel like there are two jobs that I don't want them doing color commentary as they're doing it. Um, well, three, because I don't like it when doctors do it either. 
Um, sometimes I remember having a doctor that almost made me faint once because he went to like feel my glands. He's like, I'm feeling these because sometimes people get cancerous lumps in their throat. And I'm just like, ah, dude, I don't just feel it. And then if there's something wrong, tell me. If not, move on. I don't need to know what you're doing because I don't know anyway. I didn't go to medical school. And then obviously airplane, airline pilots, Jerry Seinfeld had that joke back in the day. Seinfeld had a joke making fun of like when you're on a plane and the pilot's like, we're going to take it up to 25,000 feet, then 30,000. Then we're going to take a ride at Albuquerque. Then we're going to do this. And his whole thing was like, well, we're in the back going, fine. Yeah, whatever, dude. Do what you got to do. Just get me to where it says on the ticket. I don't care how you do it. We don't know. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I feel the same way about massage people. And I've never had a professional massage. Maybe they are quiet. Maybe they just put on, like, what's that guy, Enya? Maybe they put that guy on. Or is that a woman? I don't know. They put Enya on, and they're singing that song, Sail Away, or there's sounds of the ocean. And it's chill, and it's quiet, and no one talks. Maybe that's great. But I feel like from movies and TV shows I've seen, there's a lot of, like, oh, what's going on here? You should try this. And it's like, just fucking make it feel better, okay? I'm trying to relax, and you're making me more tense. And now I'm going to fart because I fart when I get tense. And so now we're both going to have to suffer because we were minute seven of a 60 minute Swedish massage. And there's going to be a lot of farting going on. I actually don't even know what a Swedish massage is, but I feel like um, it'd be a gassy one. I don't know. I just, I'm ticklish. I'm ticklish. But I do like a good massage. I just haven't had a professional one. Maybe I'll do that before the end of the year. I'll treat myself. And then I can talk about it on a bonus edition of the Joe Kill Gallon podcast. Special for you Patreon subscribers. That's right. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, there's a little $3 a month. You get a little bit more uh, stuff when you go up higher in the tiers and all that kind of things. Um, so, you know, thank you to everyone who supports me there. You guys are amazing. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Last episode of August. We are rolling into September, everybody. Uh, get out there and enjoy yourselves as much as you can. Hang out with good people and, uh, you know, be good to each other. The more you're good, the more good comes your way. I really do believe that. That's why whenever I'm driving around, I always let cars in. Cause I feel like that's coming back to me. All right. You guys are awesome. Cheers.